This is a HeadGum Original. In 1977, NASA sent two solid gold records into space so that aliens might find them and understand life on Earth. I send greetings on behalf of the people of our planet and friendly wishes to all who may encounter this voyager. Now, we're making new records with our friends. We step out of our solar system into the universe seeking only peace and friendship. We know full well that our planet and all its inhabitants are but a small part of this immense universe that surrounds us. Hello from the children of planet Earth. Hey! Do you think that was a normal length of us doing that, or like a longer one? That was longer. That was longer one. It was longer, but at the same time, maybe not even in length, so much as it took more more turns, and and that feels a little longer. Yeah, vibes, 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 vibes. I liked it. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I would say I'm well. Um, what have I been doing? Not much. Bad weather in LA. Raining. For so many days. Raining a lot. I mean, I think we're supposed to be grateful, right? For rain? I th- in LA. Oh, I don't grow crops or anything, so I don't know. I thought, I thought like this city recently had like a big, recently being like eight years ago, <laughs> like a big drought. And now we're, we're just supposed to like be like good with any rain. You know what? I think... On that note, unless you have something to get to, we should bring in our guests. Let's find well, out. Well, the only thing I was going to bring up was that I almost lit all of LA on fire today. Well, yeah, you should stop playing with fire. You get too comfortable <laughs> with it and you need to stop playing with fire. I okay. will say that. Okay. I will say that. Everybody, you know our <laughs> guests today from the iconic podcast, Culture Kings. Please help us welcome Jarkees Neal. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's <laughs> up? Hey. up? How you guys doing? Jarkees, you just moved to a new house. I did. Yeah, I did. I moved to a new house. You Give know. us the address. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For, sure, for sure, for sure, for uh, sure. 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Oh, I um, wish. I am that in the White iconic. House now. Wouldn't it be? I would Real be the upgrade. worst president of all time, I think. Um, what is the first thing you would do day one? Uh, reparations, man. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Listen, yeah. Let's go. Exactly. Listen, I would be a great, I would be a, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I would be a great president for black people. But for anybody that's not black, you gon you gonna be you gonna be upset with Jackie's <laughs> Neil. Um, and not that I'm gonna screw you, I'm just not gonna do nothing it's for just you. Not you a know? Priority. <laughs> yeah, it's just not a priority. If I get, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. If you were gonna do day one president reparations, would you do original forty acres and a mule, or would you update it? Oh, we updating that. We updating that. Because yeah, I know what. Honestly, be so embar- <laughs> it would be so embarrassing if we did original reparations forty eight. Yeah, that's everyone would be like, "What the fuck do I do?" With yeah, this? what the fuck yeah. I'm gonna do with this mule, man? We got cars, bro. We don't need a mule. Forty acres is also like kind of a lot to have to take care it's of. Like, like, yeah. it's like a lot. There's a lot yeah. that goes into that. Give me one acre and a lot of money. Yeah, well, if I give you forty acres and a mule, you're gonna be like, "Where are my slaves at, man? I need somebody <laughs> to take care of this shit." Uh, so I'm not trying to go back to that. I'm not trying no, to go back to it. that. Yeah, you know what? Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm lying. I'm gonna give. I would give reparations 
some to every marginalized group. Uh, I would give some. Just basically straight white men wouldn't get anything. So All right. I can really uh, get behind yeah, that. We can, yeah, we can certainly get I, behind yeah, that. Yeah. We were behind it when it was just black people. We're yeah, when you said fuck all white people, I was up behind it. I was like, that's cool, yeah, too. Like, absolutely. <laughs> if you're going to cut in the gays, I'm like really behind this presidency. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we yeah, definitely. Yeah. We definitely. Gays, women. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you have our vote. We definitely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, What's up, guys? You're in the White House. And I am. Before that, you were in L.A.? You moved within L.A.? I, yes, I moved within L.A., you know, and, and and then I did move. Before I moved here to the White House, I did move to another place. Um, nice. And I was very excited. You know, I felt like I was balling out of control, moving to a bigger place, second yeah. bedroom, get an office, you know, pandemic dictates that I do everything in the house now. Uh, I'm a voiceover artist as well. So, you know, I was like, all right, I'm going to get a second room so I can set up everything, right? Doing my podcast, my self-tapes. Right. I'm right outside one of the busiest fucking rows in Bogota. <laughs> the 101. You're on the uh, 101. <laughs> I'm pretty much, yeah. I'm on the 101. Uh, it sounds like traffic is in my fucking room. Um, so <laughs> I can't perfect. do shit. So, like, I'm in a worse situation recording-wise than I was in my last place. Yeah, but you have a whole office. I do. Yeah. I have a whole office that I don't use at all now. Uh, you know, because I don't, I don't work. So my office was just for like entertainment purposes. Right. Yeah, <laughs> we're on like absolutely a residential street. Yeah. But yeah. you would think we're on a highway. People, People and our, our streets street also really short. Like yeah. yeah, we're between. There's it doesn't go past the block. Our street. Yeah. And people will be going 80, speed racing through the one block. I'm like, how do you even... It's not even fun at that point. You got to hit yeah. the brakes so quick. Yeah, you got to hit the brakes right away. And then Saturday mornings. <laughs> I don't... Listen, Jaquise, I don't know what the fuck is going on on our street on Saturday mornings. It's honking, it's yelling. It's honking, yelling. It's a... Are you two in the same place? Are you two yeah. in this? We live I in the same that, house. I love that you are... Are you... Yeah. Oh, okay, I see it. <laughs> I see it now. Yeah, I was going to say, together. I love you on two separate cameras and yeah. I would... I would assume, like, even you were in two separate rooms, but you're not. You just put your fingers in front yeah. of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very together. Um, we have Love maybe it. 45 ice cream trucks that yeah. roam this street specifically. Yeah. And yes. um, then on Saturday mornings, there's the honking, the screaming. I, yeah. I can't figure out quite what the deal is with the screaming and the honking. It seems like they have a standing date. And one guy always forgets, and they have to wake him up with honking and screaming. <laughs> and I'm happy. Hey, for them. you know, I you love... know, listen, it's it's a real alarm clock, you know, just somebody <laughs> else wake you up. Having people come by to scream and honk at you. Yeah. Hey, look, we have to ask you something. Yeah, we're not here to talk about our street. We're not here to talk about <laughs> the people who live around us. We're here to ask you if we were sending new records into space today. Yeah. What's the first thing you're putting on it? Oh man. When I when I when I first got approached with this question, obviously <laughs> my my first thought was just records like music. Um okay. but then you guys were like, no, we it's just, you know, records of things, right? right. But I'm still going to go music. I'm still going to go first music. You know, I feel like music is important. Uh so I'm going to put what I feel is one of the heaviest songs Jay-Z has ever made. Uh <laughs> so people can know like, oh, Earth is fucked up. Um, and it's <laughs> it's called Meet the Parents. Meet the Parents by Jay Z. Okay. It's off. It's one. It's it's a. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna bring the mood down. But like, I relate to it a little bit because it's about a person who's never met his father. Uh, and that's as far as I'm gonna bring the mood down. But it's on the Blueprint too, which is yep. the sequel to his classic Blueprint album. Right. 
And the song is about a, it, for short, a father who has a kid. Uh, he says it doesn't look like him, so he goes away, doesn't raise the kid. The mom is there to raise the kid by herself. She's in, like, hard times. Kid w- r- grows up. He gets raised by the streets. And he is, you know, doing his thug thing. He's a gang. He's a gangster. <laughs> and uh, one day on the street, he he meets this this OG, this you know, this this older cat. And like they get in an argument, and the young and the young cat pulls out a gun. It was like, yo, what you doing, you know? And then the and then he sees the guy's face, and he was just like, oh, damn. No. This face looks just like my face, uh, no. right? And he looks, <laughs> and in that moment of hesitation, he gives the older cat the jump, and the older cat uh, pulls out a gun and shoots him, and it and it's actually his son. So like after no. they've never met each other, and he actually <laughs> it's a storytelling song. It's such a big good, time. It's yeah. so fucking good. It is such a good fucking song. Like I love Jay Z, pop music, all that shit, but like Jay Z is one of the best storytellers. Uh, yeah. Which is why I think people liked um, 444 a lot. Because yeah. it's a storytelling album a little bit more than just like, I'm going to make some hip-hop songs. Uh, that's one of his best storytelling songs of all time. It is it is all that. So, yeah. He approached this thug that had a mean mug and it looked so familiar that he called him young cuz. Told him, get off the strip, but the boy ain't bugged. Instead, he pulled out a newer 38 snub. He had to drop, but the boy Hold just up. paused. There was something in this man's face he knew he seen before. It's like looking in the mirror, seeing himself more mature. He took it as a sign from the Almighty Lord. You know what they say about he who hesitates and walks. He who hesitates is lost. He can't explain what he saw before his picture went blank. The old man didn't think he just followed his instincts. Six shots into his can, out of the gun. Niggas be a father, you're killing your son. Six shots into his kin, out of the gun. Niggas be your father, you killing your son. Meet the parents, the parents, the parents, the parents, the parents. Okay. Jay Z does piano and hip hop better than anyone else. That's that hot shit. I will never understand. Jay Z, like you said, is an incredible storyteller. The way that people can do a whole, like, birth dad's not there grow up find the dad get killed but like that whole story in one song that shit's crazy yeah it's like a three minute song too like uh what would you do by city high yeah exactly (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. whole story yeah Yeah. that's crazy it's really good it's really good just it it is just straight poetry like the way he puts it together and it still rhymes and it makes sense and it's like he's using a whole bunch of metaphors but they're so easy to fucking get and it's sad it's tragic (laughs) it's a tragic ass song i think it's amazing and i think like you know, if we gonna put some shit out there in the space, there's all you know. There's the Beach Boys and Beatles and all that shit. <laughs> that, you know, a bunch uh, of dudes want, in a Hawaiian t-shirt. A bunch t-shirt. of dudes, you know. But I want some people. I want. I want. I want. You know, the people from not on this planet to be like, hmm. You know, they're a little yeah. creative. The music yeah. sounds good. Like you said, the piano and the hip hop, and also 
maybe we need to come down there and make sure, you know, these fathers are being, you know, dads to their sons. Maybe that's what we need to do when we <laughs> right. And I feel like I feel like the instinct, too, when people put music, which is an instinct I dig and enjoy, but people are like, they want to put the the universal love anthem, the yeah. like come together songs. I think putting Jay-Z on there is a really good way to be like, hey, we're you we're guys talented. shouldn't fuck with us. We're talented, but yeah. we're also like we have stuff going on down here. We're not just all friends. Yeah. Do you think? Okay. Yes. So like we go into like the zoo or a safari, uh-huh. and there's animals eating their young, and we're like, "Damn, I guess that's just what they're up to." Mm-hmm, Do you think the mm-hmm. aliens will think that about people? They're like, "Dads always kill their sons." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you know, honestly, probably, which is why this song is going to be like at the end. Jay Z is saying, you know. Uh, be a father. You're killing your sons. Meet the parents. He's saying, don't do that. So he's like, all right. right. So that'll teach them <laughs> yeah, okay. about that'll teach them about the evolutionary yeah, chain they gotta right get away. Through the whole you song. know, otherwise they got to get through the whole <laughs> they song. Get through the whole song. They got to get through the whole song. You know, and then they'll be like, okay, humans are not supposed to do this, but sometimes they do. To. They might. They, they might. They might. They shouldn't. <laughs> he wouldn't have if he would have met his son. You know, he wouldn't have done that. There is a yeah, there is a big metaphor in that. Like your uh, absentee parents, you're killing your kids by not knowing them. That's that's essentially what the song is about. Like the end of it, the end of it is like him shooting his son. Right. But that in (laughs) itself is a metaphor for like like, what he did to his son his entire life. You know, by not being there uh, and help not just raise him, but help him have somewhat of a better life because mom was struggling and on her own shit. I love this edition. I think it's hot. I want to know what else would you put on here, Jaquees? You know, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put my favorite TV show of all time. Now I waffle between my favorites on the list on the list of my favorites. Curb Your Enthusiasm is right up there. Depending on the day, I might say Curb Your Enthusiasm is my favorite show of all comedy of all time. TV right. show, sitcom, whatever you want to call it. Fresh Prince is up there. Right. Uh, Breaking Bad is up there. Some good right. shows. Right. My favorite show of all time is Martin. Right. Okay. Iconic. Today, your favorite show of all time is Today Martin. Today is Martin. Today it is Martin. I feel like Martin is a live action cartoon. Yes. Yeah. Because it's so silly. Right. It is so silly. He's playing all these different characters. Is Martin at like his height where he's just like, yeah, you so crazy. Like, yeah, I am crazy and I'm going to yeah. show it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, at his height and at his hottest. We can and at his hottest. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Hot. He was hot in Martin. He was hot in Martin. He was hot. In Martin. He was. He was. You know, like listen. He was a. He was. He was skin and bones. He was a. He was a skinny, yeah, he was skinny. skinny, skinny, <laughs> skinny, skinny fucking. He was skinniest. If you look at Martin now, and you, you look at Martin on the Martin show, you're like, oh, you're two different people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all that but, money. It's yeah, all that money and comfort. Really well. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and money and comfort. But yeah, Martin is so fucking good. And one of the few things I loved about it outside of just Martin himself, uh, I thought Gina was great. Pam, mm-hmm. uh, Tisha Arnold is a fucking legend. Like, legend. We need to put some respect on her name. She, she's a legend. Uh, Cole and Tommy are just great like sidekick characters. They're like just the epitome of all-time sidekick characters, the running jokes in it. Tommy, you ain't got no job. Tommy, everybody in the audience knows damn well you ain't got no job, man. Like, it's so many great (laughs) running jokes in it. That's so good. Speaking Speaking of Gina, I feel like one of the biggest testaments to Martin's, like, 
um, salience is a stupid <laughs> word for it, but like um, impact is it's really hard to break through the culture and have like a catchphrase or a moment that sticks in general. But mm-hmm. damn Gina is still like, yeah, yeah. People are still saying damn Gina. Damn Gina. <laughs> damn Gina. Yeah. It's like, it's still here. And that's yeah. so hard to do. Yeah. That from that time. And uh, what you talking about Willis are like the two that st- yeah. stick in my head from Stuck that around. era that just like, they never left. That's around. They never time, left. Yeah. And the funny thing is, unlike what you're talking about, Willis, which is almost said every fucking episode. Right. Uh, and different strokes. <laughs> he rarely said, damn Gina. Right. Like he said yeah. it maybe a handful of times. Right. But it was just so iconic in how he said it that it just stuck. Uh, and it was, it's so good. My favorite episode of Martin of all time. This is one thing that I love about Martin. Obviously, they don't show all of it. But if you watch that show... Like, go back and watch, like, 10 episodes if you can. Right. They break so much on that show, yeah. and they keep it in. I watched one episode today just to, like, refresh, and yeah. uh, Gina's just, like, cracking up in part yes. of the scene. And they were just yes. like, yeah, let it run. Let the day You can go. tell, like, if they're in the background, they are trying so hard. Like, you can see them, like, trying so hard not to laugh. One of my favorite, my favorite episode of Martin of all time, I think a lot of people have this in their top five, was when... Uh, somebody stole Martin's CD player. Yes. And he bought them together, made them all wear black, and then he had his fake Rottweiler, <laughs> like, going around the circle. And, like, if you watch that scene, you can look at all of them, and all of them are breaking. But you can't not use it because Martin is in a stream of consciousness. He is not breaking. He is in it. And it's gold. Like, you can't. Right. And that's what I love about it. It's just like. And when he's interviewing all of them. Yes. Like, it's so just, he's so, like, trying to be a detective about it. He's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I Watch love that. Martin. Martin. Martin is going to make anybody laugh. Uh, that is, you know, likes comedy. I think <laughs> it's a good show. Martin Lawrence also, like, over his career made a bunch of things that I feel like, like, people, Big Mama's House, for example, is one of the most, like, perfectly, brilliantly, funnily cast movies of all time. We were talking about that, like, a week ago. I love that movie, and it's cast so (laughs) well, and people just wrote it off because it's, like, Martin Lawrence in a fat suit, and it's, like, it was so much funnier than that. It was so funny. It was so, oh, yeah, it was so much funnier than that, And, and you know why? Like, Big Mama's House 2... And Big Mama's House <laughs> 3. Well, not so much 2. I thought 2 was actually pretty good. Big Mama's House 3 was garbage. But <laughs> Big Mama's House 2 a little bit. But Big Mama's House 1, they're not making fun of it. Like, it still has heart to it. You know what I'm right. saying? Kind of like the Nutty Professor. They're not making fun of, this is Eddie Murphy in a fat suit. They're not making fun of, this is Martin in a fat suit. I mean, they have some jokes. Right, right. Uh, like the shower joke and shit like that, which is, right. that, even though that's not Martin, that's just him in the shower with the real big mama. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it has some good, nice heart to it that makes it, uh, you know, seem like, yeah, this actually could happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? There's also like the, I think one of the funniest comedic scenes of all time is, Anthony Anderson teaching that self-defense class. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) this shit is like universally funny. Had nothing to do with the fat suit most of the time. It's a great movie. It's just so funny. Most of the time it had nothing to do with the fat suit. Uh, That, to me, that's a story of my life. Most of the time. (laughs) 
<laughs> it has nothing to do with the fat suit. It has nothing to do with the fat suit. And I am wearing a fat suit. I'm in like ten years. I'm gonna let people know this was all a bit. <laughs> Didn't like. We gonna put that up. We gonna put that on the records, man. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna put, put me taking my fat suit off ten years from now on the records. <laughs> Some yeah. female celebrity like did like four years ago did something where she was just like going on the street in a fat suit to see how people would treat her, and everyone was like, "Oh, don't." Was it? It was like. Well, Kaylee Cuoco did it for a movie, and, and it did wasn't a funny her. About and it, it was—I was gonna say Gwyneth it Paltrow, wasn't but it wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow because Gwyneth Paltrow did it. It was Tyra. Was it Tyra? It? Tyra? I think it was Tyra. Tyra, the fat suit. Tyra, Tyra Banks. Banks. Yeah, yeah. I think Tyra Banks like went to the sidewalk in a fat suit to be like, "How will people treat me?" Interesting. <laughs> like, Tyra, girly. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Cut well, it. Tyra also did that interview or not interview, but that <laughs> segment on her show where the paparazzi had been making fun of her for looking fat in a swimsuit. And she like pulled it up on the show and was like, kiss my fat ass. And she's like, <laughs> you know, 130 pounds. She's like a size two. She's <laughs> <laughs> a bad angle. She's a size two. Right. Right. And like everybody who's attracted to Tyra is like, okay. Okay. I would love to. Like, what are you, you talking about? Too? That's not an insult. Right. I would, ki- I, I would make out with Tyra and I'm not even really into women it at all. Was, it was Tyra Banks that did the fat suit. And she wore what I would argue is the worst outfit she could have worn with it. We'll put it on the Instagram. Yeah. Oh, this is bad. Okay, I gotta Come see on, it. Tyra. Hold on. She couldn't have worn a worse outfit. Looking at the picture of Tyra. Come on, Tyra. Where's the outfit? Oh, God. <laughs> Why is she dressed like the secretary at your high school? Yeah, it's yeah. like she, she really didn't do herself any favors. <laughs> and also, like, this is, like, disproportionate. Yeah. Like, her yeah, face yeah, yeah, is yeah, still yeah. just as skinny as it is. <laughs> She wore ugly glasses to to cap it off. It's terrible. I love um, this for her. It's also so funny to look at like her hands. Her <laughs> that she she clearly stopped it at Real like thing. her elbows. Right. Yeah, yeah. They didn't have the she technology. Technology's something. come a long way. <laughs> technology and fat suits something. is is still it's, <laughs> it's still an ever We put a man on the moon. We're gonna put a fat suit person on the moon. Uh, okay, <laughs> what next is on your records? All right, so I, I got, I got, I had some music on there. I got some TV on there. Right. I feel like I should put, you know, to round out the the entertainment. I'm gonna put a movie on there, which is my favorite movie of all time, uh, The Truman Show. Wow. Thank you for saying that. Interesting. Your favorite yeah. movie of all time. Why is it your favorite movie of all time? Do you think? You know, I hate ranking things when it comes right. to this is better than this. You know, yeah. I, and I, I hate that mostly from sports because, like, in today's <laughs> day and age. People do that with athletes all the time, and it's so yep. nauseating. Um, so I try not to do that as much as I can. Um, so are there probably better movies that I've seen? And was like, you know, yeah. But I think The Truman Show is one of the first movies that I watched, and I was like 11 or 12 when it came out, where I was like, that was so fucking good. Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. You, yeah. That, like that first movie where you watch, and it like, and you could just tell, like, this, you're watching like something that is like legendary or it's classic yeah. or it's yeah. like you know and that was one of the first movies and it's just kind of stuck that nothing really can take that place not only that because I loved Jim Carrey growing up and so up until this point you know my Jim Carrey experiences in Living Color Ace Ventura yeah, right. Right. The yeah. Mask Liar Liar and then all of a sudden like here comes the Truman Show and I can't remember if I'm going into that thinking it's going to be a comedy not probably not but like the 180 of uh, his performance, yeah, from what we have had come to expect to him with comedy, was just so stark and it was so grounded and it was so heartbreaking and it was 
such a study in our culture. It was real. I mean, honestly, like it was kind of before its time with how yeah. social yeah. media is now, and like, and like the how, circle that Netflix show and stuff the like surveillance that. Surveillance culture, like, yes. Yes, and it was such a great movie, and like, yeah, I I just love it. So it's definitely my favorite movie of all time. I'm a huge Jim Carrey fan. I think he's one of the best actors who doesn't get credit for being one of the best actors of our generation. (laughs) It took like what I think like, it's like when you make like a self-facing video and you're like, oh, people just get this feeling. Mm -hmm. The Truman Show is like, everyone's had the thought of like, what if we're just in like a game? Or like, what if I'm just being being fucked with? Yeah, what if I'm just being fucked with? And it made it into like a very good, it's a good movie, but it like, Mm -hmm. also everyone can relate to like that thought feeling, which is really cool. I also feel like um, what you're saying is kind of, like in terms of people not giving Jim Carrey the respect he deserves on an acting level, it's kind of the same thing to me with the Martin Lawrence stuff of, of the Big Mama's House of it all. Is like people just don't really respect comedy. Like yeah. <laughs> if you're a comedian who wants to branch out, I feel like it's really hard because a lot of people are like, well, I could – everyone thinks that they could do comedy, you know? Yeah. I think it takes people who are in the comedy uh, profession or do comedy. Like, I grew up in theater, so, like, I've done stage works, drama, comedy. I've done it all. So, like, I, I so I know how hard it is to do all aspects of what we do, you know? And, you know, I think people who aren't in comedy, mostly just the general fan, just be like, oh, you're just making people laugh. I make people laugh all the time. Right. It's like, <laughs> right. okay, all right, right, cool, yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you're the funny person in your family. Uh, You can't do what the fuck I do. Shut the fuck up. Uh, (laughs) You know, like that. So and I think like that's what happens with comedians. I I actually got not an argument. I hate using that word when it wasn't an argument, but I got into discussion with somebody about them saying how the Truman Show was our first time seeing Jim Carrey like bust his acting chops out. Mm and I kind of rebuffed on that not only because like comedy is also your acting chops but fine I got what they were saying like we got to see him as something besides a wacky character Ace Ventura and I was like well actually his first instance where you got to see oh Jim Carrey kind of got some depth to him was The Mask Uh, and here's why not because of The Mask character but because of Stanley Ipkiss that character was the complete fucking opposite of the green face mask and it had to be in order for that to play so well like right the Stanley Ipkiss character is so grounded and not funny at all (laughs) like (laughs) but people forget about that because like The Mask is such a silly movie I was like oh this was the first instance where you can kind of see Jim Carrey was like, huh, maybe we can cast him in other things besides just Ace Ventura type comedies and shit like that. And then Liar Liar came out. For me, it was Liar Liar. Liar Liar was like, woo, that was one of my favorite movies growing up. For me, it was The Cable Guy. The Cable Guy was also great. That whole like late 90s, early 2000s was like um, The Cable Guy, um, uh, Me, Myself, and Irene. Do you guys remember that one? Yeah, my dad Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah, that whole little four-year chunk for Jim Carrey, I feel, was like, all right, uh, let's get fucking weird. <laughs> let's get weird. <laughs> let's just he like, did, do some He weird did the shit. number 23. Right. Yeah, that was he a strange did, time for him. He also did what's in my top five, another movie of his that's in my top five, which is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which is so oh, yeah. fucking good. Yeah. So fucking good. To this day, 
I'll fight whoever decided that Kate Winslet <laughs> deserved a Best Actress nomination for that movie, and Jim Carrey didn't deserve a Best Actor nomination. Like, he carried that fucking movie. Yeah. Like, it make no sense. I'm not taken away from Kate Winslet. Yeah, she deserved no, you're it. Just saying, yeah, even the playing field. Yeah, you can't. If she deserved it when it was his vehicle, then right. he deserved it to, like, right. Right. yeah, it was so weird. So who, weird. Who does decide that? The Hollywood Foreign Press Association? I think so. We have Probably. beef with them anyway. Yeah, we do. Yeah. There's like 89 of them. They're all white. They're over. All of them. <laughs> Unless they want to Terrible. nominate me for something, in which case I love those guys. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be bribing them one boy. I'll bribe them one day. I mean, like, right. I hate y'all motherfuckers, but let's take a trip <laughs> but, to Hawaii. Hey. But let's hang out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, there's this new restaurant opening up near me, and I'd love to take you to dinner. I'd love to take I'd you guys. I'd love to take you. I'd love to take you. My treat. <laughs> My, please, please put your wallet away. Please. <laughs> All 90 of you. Oh, you know what we should do? Take a break. Oh my gosh, we should take a break. Oh. Welcome, Bark. Is that always how you're going to do it now? I did it once on accident. And now it's a thing. And now I think you do it's, it every time. I think it's kind of cute. You don't think it's <laughs> cute? I didn't say that. Hey, you guys. We... <laughs> We want to talk. We want to talk about. There's something on the original records um, that we want to play for you, Jaquis. And here it Let's is. Let's proteste chairete. Irenikos prosphilos elelithamen philoi. So that translates to greetings to you, whoever you are. We come in friendship to those who are friends. You know what? I love this. I love this because. <laughs> obsessed with this yeah 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 because uh you know there's always this notion that one of two things will happen if aliens come down one we'll either like be friends and live in harmony or two is going to be total destruction and i think like it'll be a mix of both i think like if the aliens that come are cool then you know then it's friendship vibes then it's friendship then it's friendship the Greek said we want to be friends with whoever's a friend and if you're not a friend we don't want to be yours we don't want to be a friend and then the second half of that reminds me of that meme where it's like you know like they showed this black dude uh, a picture of somebody going around town like killing people he was like yeah I'm definitely concerned but you know know, I I packed that thing too so he come around this way you will get caught You know, it's like, right. yeah. Right. You come over here starting some shit. You know, we're going to. If you want to know, if you really want to know what will solve racism, <laughs> sexism, misogyny, all the bad shit that goes on in this world, let some aliens come down to this motherfucker talking about right. And then everybody's going to be like, you know what? So Earth, unified. Earth, 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 Earth. You know, like motherfuckers, <laughs> gonna, we going to be unified as fuck. Yeah, we, like true. a group of like, white guys that fish doing USA in a bar, but all of us. <laughs> right. yeah. We're going to be like, come on, brothers. USA, mm-hmm. All this going world, world planet. World, world, um, right. We all going to have world flags, like just fucking. Like. <laughs> it's going to be like Red Dawn, but all of us like it's not another Seriously. country invading it's if they start skyrocketing into towns yeah i'm gonna be partnering up with like homophobic rednecks i'm gonna <laughs> yeah, be like y'all yeah. got the guns i got the plan let's rock let's rock this <laughs> this greeting is just like so terribly passive aggressive the yeah. beginning is greetings to you we're good with that whoever you are is already pointed it's like it's like 
Whoever up, you, we haven't done much research, but whoever I've never the heard fuck, of you, but go off. It's like <laughs> so you, the U.S. put this together, and I guess went to like the other countries, I assume, and like asked them. I think there was a meeting. We should look this up and talk about it in the pop out. But I think they actually there was a meeting in New York at Cornell College where a bunch of people came to the U.S. and did the recording. Did the recording. On the original records, there are greetings to the universe in 55 different languages. NASA asked Dr. Carl Sagan of Cornell University to assemble a greeting and gave him the freedom to choose the format and what would be included. Because of the launch schedule, Sagan and those he got to help him was not given a lot of time. Linda Salzman Sagan was given the task of assembling the greetings. The following quotes that we will read to you are excerpts by Linda Salzman Sagan from the book Murmurs of Earth by Carl Sagan and his collaborators that ultimately explained how these greetings came to be. During the entire Voyager project, all decisions were based on the assumption that there were two audiences for whom the message was being prepared, those of us who inhabit Earth and those who exist on the planets of distant stars. We were principally concerned with the needs of people on Earth during this section of the recording. We recorded messages from populations all over the globe, each representative speaking in the language of his or her people, instead of sending greetings in one or two languages accompanied by keys for their decipherment. We were aware that the latter alternative might have given the extraterrestrials a better chance of understanding the words precisely, though it would have raised the thorny question of which two languages to send. We felt it was fitting that Voyager greet the universe as a representative of one community, albeit a complex one consisting of many parts. At least the fact that many different languages are represented should be clear from the very existence of a set of short statements separated by pauses and from internal evidence, such as the initial greeting, Namaste, which begins many of the greetings from the Indian subcontinent. The greetings are an oral gestalt, in which each culture is a contributing voice in the choir. After all, by sending a spaceship out of our solar system, we are making an effort to deprovincialize, to rise above our nationalistic interests and join a commonwealth of spacefaring societies, if one exists. We made a special effort to record those languages spoken by the vast majority of the world's inhabitants. Since all research and technical work on the record had to be accomplished within a period of weeks, we began with a list of the world's most widely spoken languages, which was provided by Dr. Stephen Soder of Cornell. Carl suggested that we record the 25 most widely spoken languages. If we were able to accomplish that, and still had time, we could try to include as many other languages as we could. Bashun Kare, a senior physicist in the Laboratory for Planetary Studies, was responsible almost single-handedly for the participation of Indian speakers. He personally called friends and members of the Cornell Indian community, explaining the undertaking to them, and asked for and received their cooperation. There were only a few disappointments, where someone had agreed to come to a recording session, could not, and forgot to let us know in time for us to make other arrangements. It wasn't always possible to find replacements at the last minute, so there are some regrettable omissions. Swahili is one. We contacted various members of the Cornell language departments who cooperated with us on very short notice and provided numerous speakers, even though school was ending and many people were leaving for summer vacations. Some speakers were more difficult to find. Sometimes it meant sitting for hours, telephoning friends of friends who might know someone who could speak, let's say, the Chinese Wu dialect. Often, people waiting to record would suggest names of individuals fluent in the very languages we were looking for. Immediately, we called those people, explained the project and our plight, and asked them to come at once. Many people, 
did just that. I see what you're saying, though. I see what you're saying. It is a little <laughs> passive-aggressive. I get You know, it is a little <laughs> passive-aggressive. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with that. No, I think that's how it should be. Yeah. I, this is not a drag. I yeah. want us to be passive aggressive to aliens. I don't yeah. want us to be too nice too quick, and yeah. I don't want us to be too mean too quick. Right. Also, I don't know much, if anything, about Greek culture. Um, this could be extremely warm for them. For all I know, Greek people <laughs> no, are pretty cold, Greek, and they were Greek like, Easter is like a big Okay, so, big so you think they were holding back? Thing. Yeah, I think they were like, <laughs> all right. Because <laughs> the Greeks. From what I know, big, like, family celebratory culture. I feel really yeah. comfortable taking swings about Greek culture and being wrong. I feel fine about that. <laughs> I do, too. You know? I do, too. There are places that I wouldn't, but Greek, I'm like, nah. I think, like, I, you know, I, I do, I do improv comedy, and and you know, there, and, and you know, there are certain groups who that you just don't touch when you're on stage, right? Right. Greeks are not one of those groups. Like, you can, you can touch Greeks. Right. Greek isn't one of those groups, but it's also not one of the ones you go to because no it's one really not. knows how to do an impression nobody of a knows Greek that. person. Which is <laughs> yeah, why, which like... is why it's the best one to like mimic because you could just still play yourself and be like, but I'm Greek. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we had my big fat Greek wedding. And that's as much as we know about Greek culture. Yeah. Uh, I would push back a little bit. Push it back. Push it back. Because, hey, my big fat Greek wedding was huge for Greek culture. But can I also say, I think Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, when Lena goes to Greece. Was that sure, Greek? But <laughs> <laughs> sure, but I wasn't focused on the Greeks in that. I was focused on Blake Lively. Oh. Well, right. I mean, everyone <laughs> wanted to hook up with Blake Lively in that movie. But yeah, she Lena was went to Greece. And she played soccer. I've never seen those. I've never seen this movie, but I do know. You don't know. have to. Thank I'm not, you. I no one's going to make it. it. Thank you. Thank you. I probably wasn't Unless going to. Unless you have a to. big crush on right. Blake Lively, in which case. I mean, listen. you know, then there's other things I can watch. There's other things yeah, I can yeah. watch with her. And, you know. Yeah, but she's at her hottest, isn't it? Is she? Sister okay. of the Charlie fans. She okay. plays soccer. She's tan. She's cool. Okay. I have a really big thing for soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I wouldn't be walking around telling people to watch that movie. It was big to me uh, when I was like... What? Straight. <laughs> yeah, it was huge to me when I was straight. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that was how I was keeping my cover was by telling people I'm into Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. Don't look at me. I'm watching Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Where I come from, that's what that meant, you know? Yeah. Like, what you yeah, watching? Thank you, exactly. Yo, I what wish you I was watching, from where boy? you were What you watching? <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. All right, man, go get your pussy, man. Go get your pussy. Go on, go on. That's what... <laughs> Absolutely. Is uh, you're from Chicago? From the South Side of Chicago. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so I grew up around the South Side of Chicago, like the West Pullman area. I lived in Hyde Park. Last like six, seven years, I lived uh, before I moved to LA. I lived on the North Side, and then for three years in high school, I lived in the suburbs. The only time I ever lived in the suburbs. Uh, Which I suburbs? It. it was cool. Lansing, Illinois. Lansing, Illinois. Okay. Shout out TF South. For anybody out there who's a TF South alumni, we have a huge following. We have a huge TF South following. Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Rebels. Shout out to the Rebels. <laughs> was that further uh, west in Illinois, or was that closer to Indiana? TF South. Yeah, it was closer to Indiana. Right. right. Um, like where Lansing, you know, I could literally like roll like like trip and fall into Indiana from like. <laughs> yeah, it's, right, it's right over there. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so it was it was it was cool, man. Yeah, Chicago is home, man. Chicago's home. Do you go back a lot? Um, when I first moved out here I did. You know, yeah. I went maybe like once or twice a year. And then and after a few like, years. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I'm like, you, got, you blew up man. and forgot about everybody. I love that for you. Fuck Chicago. No, I... <laughs> <laughs> I do try to go back uh, at least uh, I can't wait to go back now I want to go home so bad like just to get a feel of home after this fucking pandemic shit um, it'll be so nice to just be back in my city get some go to some of my favorite restaurants so I, I, I can't wait for that uh, but yeah I would say I probably go once every year and if I miss a year then I'll definitely I won't miss more than that yeah I'm I'm really also excited I'm excited to go back to Missouri but I'm excited to go to Chicago once I'm vaccinated I want to get a rental car and go straight to Honey One Barbecue mm. and then I want to go just do everything you know mm. go to Crisp no. mm. don't talk man don't get me started on. on food <laughs> Let me started on food. I'm going to the hood. I'm going to the north side. I'm going right. getting me. I'm going to the college towns. Getting me. I'm going to every neighborhood to get food. We're gonna right. eat. We're gonna eat our way through Chicago once we're vaccinated. People kept uh, talking about like gaining weight in quarantine, and that's fine. After. Whatever. Everyone's gonna be gay. If you thought you gained weight in quarantine, just wait till you see what happens right after quarantine. Right. Because we all gonna be eating in bars and shit, and like <laughs> yeah, going out to dinner every night, like yeah. <laughs> being like yeah, wherever, whatever we do tonight, let's at least go to a restaurant first with all of our friends. Let's order yeah. apps for the table. Let's order entrees for the table. Kiss the waiter. Let's yeah, <laughs> let's catch some stuff. First time we go see L.A. in L.A., the theaters haven't been open yet. So the first time we go to the theaters, we were like, just give me the menu, bro. Which that, right. yeah. I want every <laughs> piece of candy. And somebody make out with me. Please, for the love of God. I think, I think that's what's going to happen, too. <laughs> okay, what's next on your records? Ooh, what's next on my record? So, you know, I feel like everybody should put a memory on there, right? My favorite memory. I'm going to put my favorite. One of my favorite memories, I think, is all time. is when I went to Provincetown, which is in Massachusetts in the Cape Cod area. Mm-hmm. Um, I was there for Tennessee Williams. I was performing in the Tennessee Williams Play Festival. And my birthday fell like during the the time there. We were there for like three weeks. And uh, we like the place they put us up at was a cottage right off the fucking beach. And it was a little barbecue grill down there. Mm. So we was like, all right. So the cast got together in our cottage and we cooked. We cooked dinner. We listened to music. We yes. drank too much. Uh, we went on a beach. It was so fun. And then we decided at like one in the morning, let's go ride bikes. Yes. Let's go ride bikes. We rode bikes. Uh, drunk as fuck on this island. <laughs> uh, and the island is also like where the first like, uh, like where people first like settled into like the American area as well. Uh, well, one of the areas. And we're riding along the mountain. And we eventually was like, let's get in the water. Let's go skinny dipping. And we exactly. go skinny dipping in the fucking like ocean. Uh, drunk as hell. It's like three in the morning. And it's just yeah. like 14 of us like fucking just like r- riding bikes, falling because we're trying to ride in the sand naked, like yes. <laughs> running in and out of the ocean and shit. It was just one of like my all time. It's my favorite birthday of all time. It's just one of my all time favorite memories uh of just so much fun it was just a blast it was a blast yeah you're gonna have to tell me if i'm wrong because i have Mm -hmm. never i've never been a theater person Mm -hmm. it feels to me like traveling theater company you're over there to perform you're all drunk you're on the beach you're skinny dipping folks are hooking up um you know i yeah we we, (laughs) um i don't want to talk about it keep my name out of this <laughs> you know there's some, st- some stuff happened some stuff happened <laughs> right, you know right, what i'm right, saying right. Okay, you okay, know okay. we felt we, we we felt some you know the sticks got hard and and the yeah. the, the slopes got wet 
That's what I'll say. So I'll much, say that. That's such a... To not just say people were hooking up, but actually choose more explicit. <laughs> yeah, to say... <laughs> to be I'm like, I won't say, say if anything sex, acting on it, but people were getting aroused for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say people had sex, but there was, there was moisture you know, and hardness. There was some moisture and hardness going on. Uh, it was hard and wet. That I'll say for sure. It was hard and wet. It was hard and wet. It was hard and wet. Um, it was fun. I think... I don't think you're supposed to endorse this, and so I won't, but... Riding bikes at night drunk is one of the best so activities. You're not so supposed fun. to do it. Yeah, I get that. Dangerous. Wee -wee yeah. I don't care. Okay. I'm not doing it right now. So you can't get me in trouble. But <laughs> it, <laughs> it's so fun. It's very fun. It's very fun. And this was a little sleepy town, too. First of all, Provincetown is so great. I would love to go back one day. It is um, It is primarily a, um, it's just right off, like I said, Cape Cod, but it's primarily an island where people go, like, in the summer or some people live, but it's also an LGBTQ uh, island, essentially. Like, it's a huge island Come on. where that's pretty much the main population so like right. every it was just so fun when we first got there we thought we were gonna hate it not because of that but because we was like ain't no mcdonald's here ain't no starbucks ain't right, shit right, here right. like <laughs> you know where the fuck are we it's this little town people riding bikes in the streets and they was like we give me all all bikes uh that's yeah. how you get around this town and we was like this is gonna be whack <laughs> uh let's just get in here let's perform let's do our shit let's go to the next city and it ended up being the best fucking stop uh, yeah. like yeah. so many dance clubs so just fun it was fun it was fun that is the best too like when when you have really low expectations for mm -hmm. honestly more often than not when i have high expectations for an experience it turns yeah. out to be shit every new yeah. year's yeah oh god yeah, yeah. <laughs> but low every expectations are incredible yeah yeah because you just yeah. end up having a if you either have the bad time you thought you'd had and you're Which like, is fine because okay. you expected that. So you're like, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you no have words. an incredible time and you're like, wow, this is just that proof was, that I need that to be open-minded. Seriously. Skinny dipping is one of the best activities that exists. Yeah. He hates it, but... <laughs> look, if you want to see me naked, there needs to be a... I don't like it. I, it's, we need to both be... I like to be naked around people who want to be action about it. Action it. See, I, <laughs> right. I went to a friend's wedding and it, it was in Vermont, which like there's a weird rule in Vermont. Everyone has to be naked. No, weirder. <laughs> weirder. Ooh. It's legal to be naked publicly, but Ooh, you okay. cannot disrobe in public. So you okay. have to leave the house naked. Okay. All right. All I right. That's so I like that. bizarre to me. But well, disrobing is very sexy. Do people do it? Do people be walking around naked <laughs> in yeah. Vermont? Well, yes, but also like, and I think this is at other colleges where it's not like legal, but the colleges are just like, this is the event. But they do like the naked bike ride every semester. Oh my God. Yes. I've, I've, <laughs> can I, can I detour us real quick to tell Please? you this story? Please. Are you this is your, this is your record. Yeah. This is one of my favorite stories of all time. Uh, so I'm still living in Chicago at the time, actually. Thank you. And I had just gotten back from Disneyland or Disney okay. World, Disney World. It's 2012. Okay. So it was right before I'm about to move to LA. Um, I just got back to Disney World summertime. Literally the next day I'm going to go see my mom. Mm -hmm. and I'm on my way to go see her, and, you know, I'm at a light, and then I'm just in the happiest place on earth, kids, blah, blah, blah. I get stopped <laughs> at a light, and then I, like, see some bikers go by. Now, bike riding in Chicago is a big deal. They're like, yeah. bike riding is like in New York almost. Everybody yeah. bike rides. And then there's always bike, like, 
things like that too where people mm-hmm. like big groups are always riding so i'm not th- so i see a couple bikes i'm like oh whatever which doesn't make sense to me by the way cycling clubs are confusing to me right on your yeah own, it's, but- it's, it's yeah it's very weird uh <laughs> and then like I, and then like you know then for a minute i've noticed like bikes are still gone so now i'm starting to pay attention because now a couple lights have changed i'm like all right damn i just had to get stopped i just got stopped <laughs> and then i'm like then i'm starting to notice and i'm like what is is that some titties? <laughs> yes. Did I just see a... And then, like, and then when I'm starting to realize, like, are people naked? There's one woman comes by just, like, balancing on her bike, one leg, and just doing karate chops with her open, like, vagina, just, like, mm-hmm. up in the air, just like, yes, I'm naked, everybody. And I'm like, I just came back from Disney World, and I'm on my way to see my mom. <laughs> I'm right. And like, I'm looking, I'm as wholesome as it gets in this moment. I'm as wholesome as it gets in this moment. And I've just seen 400 naked bodies <laughs> riding bikes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I mean, truly amazing. I, I can't, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. It was great. How could you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that many naked bodies sticks with you. It I sticks will say, with you. The, the law about, if you just see a naked person like, walking out to get their mail it's not really very sexy but if you see someone in a row walk out to get their mail and they stop at the street and they like take off a shoulder yeah but that they start to <laughs> yeah, but, i mean but you're or then you're saying they always disrobe sexy what if someone dropped trow really casually quickly that's not i think it's the juxtaposition of it all i think look if Ooh. if a really hot guy was standing in front of me right now and just dropped his pants, no ceremony, that would be hotter to me than if a really hot guy just walked in front of me naked. Does that make sense? No. I don't know. If Rihanna Rihanna came and just was getting her mail naked, I would be like, that's sexy. But but you wouldn't rather see Rihanna come out in a robe and you're like, oh, I just saw Rihanna in a robe. But then she gets naked? That's no, so that doesn't more. bother. That doesn't no, have I mean, an effect on me. Kind of not. <laughs> yeah, kind of not. Because if you go, like, if I see you naked and you just naked, then I get to like, ooh, naked body. <laughs> but if you start disrobing and then I can't do nothing afterwards, then I'm mad. Like, right, right, dis- right, right. disrobing and naked is just like now I think something's supposed to happen. Right. You know, <laughs> like you disrobing for me. It's a yeah. process, right? And you just disrobe, you strip for me. I can't throw no dollars at you. You ain't doing no lap dance. You just going back in the house. All right, well, like, I'm going to throw this to the <laughs> listeners. Everybody listening, if your team disrobement, <laughs> let us know. If your team already naked. I just think, okay, so say I go to the beach and I want to go swimming naked. It's legal to do that. But right. I but I can't, I have to you leave have to my house. Naked. I have to commute naked. You think that is... Like I don't see I don't see that having any play in it makes no sense to me. That's that is that's very weird, yeah. I guess I'm just an I guess I'm an old soul. I guess I'm an old soul. I don't think that's how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's how antiquity works. I guess I'm an old soul. Listen, Jacques, we have a question for you. Oh, please shoot. Please, 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 please. <laughs> if you could delete one thing. Mm. from the records mm-hmm. from all of humanity and before yep. you answer does not have to be war or famine okay. you know hatred malice mm-hmm. hunger blight okay. blight was okay. famine right 
Is that a thing? Is that any bad stuff? It sounds bad. Blight sounds bad where it could be yeah. anything. Yeah. Just something casual. Yeah. Like, for me, it would be socks with toes. I hate that shit. Socks with... Oh, where the toes are separate. Toe socks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Michael Jordan's baseball career. I'm a baseball player now. Wow. <laughs> now you've said it. I would erase that. To go and play in the minor leagues. I would erase it because if he doesn't go to the NBA, um, to the play baseball and stays in the NBA, the Bulls win those two yeah. championships yeah. that Houston won. <laughs> two more and rings. And there's two more rings. And then, you know, like, and let's say they don't get locked out in 98 and they don't retire. It's very possible, like, the Bulls didn't win every title throughout the 90s because of circumstances uh, that were beyond their control. Like, the team got broken up or Michael Jordan went to go play baseball. If none of that happens, the Bulls win all 10 fucking titles in the 1990s. (laughs) And there is no debate. There is no debate on who's the greatest player of all time ever. Do you believe in the theory that he was going to be suspended from the NBA for his gambling stuff and that's why he went to the MLB? Yeah, you know, I've even I've even done shows and podcasts about this where, you know, I I believed the hype of the conspiracy because I thought it was was fun and makes sense. And, you know, why else would he do it? Why would you go from being the greatest at something to being middle of the road at something else? Yeah. You know, this is also pretty close to the Pete Rose thing and the MLB and they just had to ban him from life. The NBA can't afford to ban Michael Jordan for life if it comes out. Right. So I believed it, but I, I honestly, and you know, maybe I fell for the old okie doke. But what made me really change my mind was the documentary last year, The Last Dance. Yeah. Um, and and they talked about that, and they talked about the fact that you know, like Mike was talking about retiring before the Olympics in 92. Uh, And, you know, and then he also, and then all the media, and that was also when he went from being wholesome Michael Jordan to people was like, oh, Michael be gambling? Oh, Michael an asshole. Oh, Michael a bad player. So, and this is before (laughs) social media. So if you can imagine like being bombarded and feeling like, trapped and social media isn't even a thing like then you're really fucking in it and i was like okay i can kind of see why this dude was just like you know what fuck Fuck this shit (laughs) (laughs) like my dad just died get my money somewhere where people don't give a shit about me because i'm not the guy yeah his dad just died like the nba like fanship it kind of turned on him he was dominant there are a lot of people that claim to hate their fame that I think are just saying that because they think it's in vogue. Michael Jordan, I really believe that he hated that shit. Like, I really yeah. believe, like, the way people fawned over him, he couldn't even walk out of a door. Because since yes. quitting, he's like... He's you know, very it. much in the spotlight. Is he? Yeah, in the sports world, he goes to, like, every big event. He goes to every... He's around. He really? Goes I mean, he camps, like, every fucking month. Yeah, he's around. He's a, He's around, but he's around. But I, I I would add a but that I wouldn't consider him chasing fame though. I wouldn't call him hiding from fame. I think there's other players that were just as good that are living much quieter lives than Michael Jordan is. Michael Jordan goes to every major sports event. He runs all these public camps. Well, I mean, like there's all the players that were really good and doing stuff are still like making commercials and on TV doing TV analysis and stuff where Mike is just an owner. So I can see him still going to think like games and things. But the one thing Michael Jordan doesn't do 
where fame is dictated nowadays is social media. So, like, he'll still do, like, public events and stuff like that. But if you're not on social media in 2021. Yeah, Pippin's on social media. Is he? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure he is. Also, Pippin be trying. Pippin be trying, though. (laughs) Pippin be trying. Pippi on ESPN and shit. Pippi like doing podcasts and Pippi like Pippi out here in these streets. Pip like wife is like a fucking like housewife. Like Pippi out here in these streets trying right. to like yeah. Where Jordan is just like I don't want to do no fucking podcast or like yeah. like do no TV like analysis and all that shit. I'm gonna just be Michael fucking Jordan. I, he'll always be famous. Right. So just no way by it. yeah, he also by just virtue did that of whole documentary. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's even legacy that, building. I don't but think that's even about that was Michael Jordan was just like, because have you? Did you hear the story about why he did? Why he wanted to do it? No. It was after. It was after. It was when Golden State went seventy three and nine, and they broke the oh, Bulls' yeah. record. Well, he's a cocky bitch. <laughs> and exactly. And Michael was just like, oh people starting to forget about how good we were. So right. he like that's the talks that started to happen. But then LeBron came back in that finals that same year, down 3-1. And then everybody was like, LeBron is the greatest player of all time. This solidifies it. And as soon as he won, on record, Michael Jordan was like, release the tapes. Like, that was what he yeah. said. <laughs> it was yeah. like, release the tapes. And he was like, oh, you think you think LeBron... So it wasn't even about fame. It was just about, I'm still the best motherfucker who's ever played basketball. Right. And so it's still just him being cocky as shit. <laughs> which we <laughs> like, love. Which we which, love. You know, listen, I, <laughs> I fucks with it. I think I you're that. right. I think you're right. He will always, like, be famous. And by virtue of him not just being in the crib, he right. knows like a crowd is going to be around him, but it's not like it was when he was playing where, you know, like you said, when he would walk out the hotel room Great and there mobs. would be 40 fucking people like ready to walk with them step by step to like his car. Like I can only imagine. I'd be mad. I got mad when somebody recognized me in U-Haul last month. <laughs> I'm a podcast. I'm a podcast. I do comedy on a couple TV. Like I don't do shit. Like I'm leave him alone. I'm an f list celebrity, you know. Right. And like I was like, man, leave me the fuck alone. Like and somebody <laughs> people would, you can't do shit. You gotta go. You can't even grocery shop. <laughs> like, and to be fair, I apologized for recognizing it. You, you, you all. I said sorry. I for know. That. I know. So and to bring I, it up I, here. And all well, I did was ask for a picture. I don't know. I just wanted so a picture. Bad. I just wanted Which a picture. Why, I accepted you guys' apology. That's why I'm here. Right. Thank to, you for coming like, along. Yeah. Yeah, that was you know. yeah, this was a this was a good peace offering. <laughs> what, Jaquees, What else uh, would you put on your records? All right. So I had music, TV show, m- movie, memory. We got to put some food on there. My yes. favorite recipe of all time is called crispy onion chicken. Oh, and crispy I know that's made chicken. with the French's crispy onions, right? Oh, you know it is. I won't even <laughs> I won't even make it if it's a generic brand. Right. That's one of the things like, you do have to go name brand for. Yeah, I got to go name brand because they just, you know, they put the right amount of salt on it. They put the right amount of, like, processed shit on it, and it's delicious. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. What is it's the recipe? So good. What's the process? So the, pr- the process, you usually use chicken breast. I even go down to, I, there's only two I use, either Tyson's or the Pavilion brand because theirs are juicy. They, yeah. They're stay juicy after you cook them. <laughs> you can also use chicken thighs, too, because chicken thighs stay Tyson, juicy. Tyson, stay juicy. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> free free slogans for y'all, Tyson. 
<laughs> so you you put the chicken in a in a little thing, a glass bowl, a plate or whatever, and then you make the mixture. Right. And the mixture is butter, garlic salt, Worcestershire sauce, um, ground mustard, pepper. Um, um and then you mix all that together. And then you drizzle half of it on it. Then you put the crispy onions on there. You drizzle the rest of it on it. You pop that boy in the oven. Yeah. Take it out. Have a good-ass chicken meal. It is so goddamn good. Yes. I love it. I love it. Do you have a go-to side? Uh, I change my sides, but if I'm really like, all right, I'm making crispy onion chicken tonight. My two go-to sides are cheesy mashed potatoes. Right. Had to be. 100%. And honey cornbread. Yeah. Ooh. Oh wow. That's <laughs> yeah. important. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. yeah. We 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 putting you gonna go. We putting you to sleep after you eat this meal. Yeah. We're putting you to sleep. Yeah. You don't need yeah. what's it in Turkey tryptophan or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need any of that. Don't need it. You don't need the tryptophan. We just gonna fill your belly with this goodness, sugar and salt. I love a sweet <laughs> cornbread too. I don't really like when people try to do like a jalapeno. A, yeah, jalapeno cornbread. People are obsessed yeah. with putting jalapeno in cornbread, and I, I, I am it. here to put a stop to it. Please, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, really thank passionate. You. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm thank you. He- and I'm here to declare war on that. It's over. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, whoever you are. And I really don't want jalapenos. the aliens coming in thinking that that's how we do cornbread because I don't think it that's is. Just- Honestly, like people be messing shit up. People mess. <laughs> there are certain things you ain't got to mess up. You ain't got to mess up cornbread. Right. You don't have to mess up cornbread. You don't have to mess up eggs. Like people be making all these different type of eggs and shit. Like you, you know, there's five ways you can make eggs. That's all you need. Right. That's I all you need. Something where they had an, they were cooking eggs with an ostrich egg. That shit's the what? size of a baby. It's a massive. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so. I like eggs. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. so gross to me. That amount is so gnarly to me for yeah. the yolk to be like two pounds this just sound, <laughs> it sounds like that sounds wrong the yolk it, should be like the size of a golf ball that's it that's right. where the yolk is i think i watched it on change that. like a youtube channel and they had to like get a chisel out to crack the shell and i was like fuck this get get a for little what? one in your hand hit it on the counter we're done. And if you need that much, do 12. Yeah. Like, do Get just the up the number. Get the dozen. Be normal yeah. about it. We don't need to go uh, annoy the ostriches. They're big yeah. and, and they can hurt us. Yeah, there's only so few of them. Like, you you know, there's a lot of chicken that, like, uh, PETA is going to come for y'all at the end of this. Oh, yeah. There's yeah, this a lot the of chicken eggs. in a roll where we've kind of upset PETA. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. An enemy yeah. would be really good for the pod right now. We'd yeah. love to have a, a hard opposition. All presses. There are press. certain things. There are certain <laughs> things that you can make that just don't like. Yeah, it may be good, but it'll never be better than a classic. Even a burger. Like people putting all the shit in their burgers, like different yeah. types of meat and stuff, putting things in it and injecting it with cheese. And like, man, just fucking. Put, put the a burger cheese on, on the skillet, put the cheese on top, and eat your fucking burger, man. Like, <laughs> right, be normal about stop. it. That's what we're up to here. <laughs> yes. See? People get oh. bored. We don't need to mess with success, but people we get don't. so bored. We don't. We don't Speaking need to mess of not with, success. with success. Wow. You have a perfect record, Jaquise. I really have to say, oh. I think you've, you've gotten Thank you. memories, uh, food, music, movie, movies, TV. Mm. I think you really yeah. nailed it. I yeah. hit you with all five. What else is there? What else is there besides nothing? That? There's nothing else as far as I'm concerned. Nothing. Is nothing. there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Oh, man. You can find me on social media. Easiest place to find me at Jaquise Neal on everything. 
Um, yeah, I'll plug. I'll plug a little something. Yes, yes. Um, Because you're new to the family. New to the headgum family. Yes. Um, yeah. This has been. You know, I do have some things coming out that you know. I I always hate when this this the case when you got shit that you can't like mention, but it's just like pay attention to social media. Like you'll see when some of my stuff. But uh, right now, if you want to hear my voice. Uh, I'm on the HeadGum Network with the new podcast called The Cast with Ray and Jaquise. Yes. Uh, it's pretty fun. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. We are creating the greatest reality TV show cast of all time this season. Uh, season one, using some of the greatest and all-time moments in reality TV show history. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited for what, what we got cooking in the oven for you guys. And uh, it just released, so it's out, it's live, it's, it's ready to listen, listen to. Listen, Please to listen to it. Please go listen to it. Go yeah. listen to it. Listen to it, listen to it. So yeah, that's cool. Also, Culture Kings, which I think is really funny, got nominated for Best Comedy Podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, Hell which yeah. is so funny because it's not a show anymore. <laughs> uh, but we just... We just end it, so you know we got nominated <laughs> with some pretty, some pretty dope podcasts. Yeah, so it was, it was honestly, it was a really fun, like little extra goodbye to the show because uh, we have no chance to win, but to be nominated, <laughs> I'll be the judge um, of that. I'm on the committee. Yeah. I'm picking it. Oh, yeah, okay. we'll take some people yeah, out to dinner. You. Don't <laughs> yeah. thank you, you worry. Take them to P Town and you know, yeah, liquor them up good time. Get them get naked. naked. Get them in the water. Yeah. <laughs> get them wet. Get them some crispy hard. onion chicken. Get them wet and hard. Get yeah, them wet and absolutely. hard. And it's all us. <laughs> That was a HeadGum Original.